welcome to Historical AF. I'm Kina. I'm Emily. I'm Kelly. We are two history podcasts here to deliver the historical and eerie historical, I said that twice, nuggets you never needed in your ear holes. This is my birthday extravaganza part two. Woo woo. And why you got hers to breathe. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us again. It's always so much fun to be on and to chat with you. And definitely you're the best friend we haven't met yet. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. I am very excited because essentially this is my birthday episode and I'm just going to talk about random shit and then you guys are going to talk about birthday shit and I'm just so excited. I love birthdays. It's a good time. Although I'm really creeping on 40. So sometimes that's kind of startling. Like, whoa. I know you you are forever 28. (laughs) It's funny because. Can't tell me any different. (laughs) Since I graduated from college, I look at everyone else around me and assume unless they look super old or super young that they're my age so there's a woman i used to work with at the daycare and i was like what are you 26 she's like i'm 32 but thank you (laughs) i was immediately everyone's favorite person so i'm like yeah kina's i don't know late 20s maybe 30 right (laughs) 37 Woo! (laughs) that's one thing god bless my family but they cursed me with a lot of health shit but at least my skin is flawless i look i look good yeah, my sister, she is eight years older than me, and she looks probably younger than me because she didn't see sunlight for 10 years, but we both really got some great, great skin. She worked night shift, so she uh, oh, okay. didn't see I'm like, actual sunlight for so many, so many years. But yeah, she looks really good. Although one day somebody thought I was the older sister, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, she was thrilled, <laughs> but not so. But I love it. I think I think it's true what people say. Your 30s are the best because you no longer give any more fucks. Just get to enjoy life. You can already do everything. You know, the last thing is what, like 28 is when like rent a car in Vegas or whatever or gamble in Vegas. Maybe it's 25. (laughs) Yeah, you hit your 30s and you're like, I can do anything. 20s are like a real soul searching time where you're just kind of like still trying to almost grow into yourself and figure out who. And it's this weird growing pains era and you're laying all that groundwork. Your 30s is when you start working towards what you want. And then you get to your 40s and you're like, I'm living the dream. That's the plan, so. you know? And I, I know Kelly understands like 30s. I was like, I'm going to change careers and I'm going to get a master's degree and all that stuff. So that was a little rough because yeah. then I was like, oh, it's been a long time since I'm in college. So. But now I'm in a good place. Do you guys want to go first? You, want- you go first. Because it's your birthday. <laughs> I was going to say, it's your birthday, you decide. But Emily's just like, nah, you can go first. <laughs> so I picked this topic because it is my place of birth to go with my birthday. So I was born in Mountain Home, Arkansas, in the Ozarks. Oh, it's my homeland. Man. And it has no shortage of monsters. We have a river monster. We have a Bigfoot of sorts. He is a folk monster, is what they call him. And there's just a lot of really cool legends. And this one okay listen so you know most people see something like creepy or eerie and they immediately think like that can't be a monster that has to be an animal right well my weird ass did the opposite so i saw something i was like oh that's like totally a panther and then when i was like what's in the ozarks that's fun to talk about today i was like oh my god maybe i saw a monster i (laughs) love a panther (laughs) Right. I'm not familiar with Arkansas and what kind of flora and fauna are common there, but 
I would be more startled to see a panther in Arkansas than yeah. a monster. If it was a monster, you're like, yeah, every state's got a handful like, of them. A fucking panther? Are you kidding me? Did it get out dumbass. of? I was say like maybe a mountain lion or something. I would expect like, to see in Arkansas, but a panther, Kina. All I can think of is that that cat. was my mascot. So that was the first thing that popped in my teenage head is that that's obviously a panther because like we're the Norfolk I mean, Panthers. Like this is how dumb young Kina was. Man, that mascot costume is super realistic this year. They that is where all the textbook budget went. That's why they cut the arts. I was gonna say, unless my geography is really bad, there's no jungle in Arkansas. There is not. There is not. So here's the story. It's the early 2000s. It's like oh two ish, I think. I don't know. This is this is where the trauma comes from. I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood and my teens. It's all blank, you know. It's, it's all fine. So. I was leaving prom with an ex. I don't remember which one it was because I don't tell. But I do remember this panther because I was really convinced I saw this. And we were in this truck in the middle of nowhere. And the Ozarks is very, like, very narrow roads, very curvy, middle of nowhere. We had no cell phones. It's 2002. Nobody has that shit. And we heard thumps, like really heavy thump, thump, thump. And we saw this big black cat looking thing cross the road casually, like really slow. And like we slammed on the brakes and we were like, is that a fucking panther? And everybody's like, yeah. I mean, at least you weren't alone. (laughs) It's true. I wasn't the only one. I can't for the life of me remember which ex this was. It doesn't matter. They both sucked. But <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's not their story. It's not Fuck their them. Story. Yeah, They're not worth remembering. Any of you, you know who you are, or maybe you don't, but you don't matter. So it's fine. They're not going to make it on the wiki page. They're not worth remembering. (laughs) It's true. But I just remember it was very loud. You hear the footsteps before you saw it. And it was just a really weird thing. So I, I, it's not really an important memory, but I do occasionally be like, yeah, I saw a panther one time. And like, nobody wants us pointed out that there's no panthers in Arkansas until today when I was like Googling things. And I was like, I am a dumbass because like it's just in my head. Never thought anything of it. Yeah. And again, these towns, I think there was like 600 people in this town. So it's not like there was anything around to scare an animal. So, I mean, it could have been a bear or something. I don't know. But it looked more cat-like to me. But again, I mean, it was dark. Like a really big black dog, which is like an omen of death. That is true. I was walking in the woods one time, and it was kind of like stormy and ski. And the woods where I walk also be a former state mental asylum. Yep. And I was by the cemetery, and literally out of the woods comes this big black furry dog. No owner, no leash. And I just stopped and stared at it. I'm like, am I going to die? Is that what this is? Is this some like serious black Harry Potter omen shit right now? (laughs) And then I'm like, nope, not doing it. And it even stopped and stood majestically. And then I see the owner come out of the woods and he was just running around with his dog with no leash. I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) How dare you? Someone once said that it wasn't just big black dogs that are the omen of death. They're like all black dogs. Have you seen my black dog? Granted, I did think she was the Grim Reaper that one time. I don't think she's the omen of death. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, She busted in when we were recording and I literally thought she was the Grim Reaper. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So yeah, all that to say, I was looking up our topics and I was like, oh, maybe I saw this. And it's called the Ozark Howler. Dun, dun, dun. So we were going to find all this out together because I didn't know anything about it till today. <laughs> well, I'm excited. So the description says sometimes mistaken for a panther. So I'm not alone. 
So immediately you're like, yes, validation. Yes. <laughs> I am smart after all. And of course, I was all in when I read that. So apparently this legend has been passed down for generations in the Ozarks, except for my family, apparently. And my family has been in Arkansas for five generations. And not one of these bitches thought to tell me about this. So shame like, on you, ancestors. Know. <laughs> yeah. All of you. Shame. Yes. Actually, there was this guy running for governor. Arkansas is a dumpster fire because Sarah Huckabee Sanders is running for governor. And then this other guy was running and he had this really beautiful campaign commercial about how he's six generations Arkansan. So then I was like, hey, Ma, let's figure this out. I found out that I was five generations. Then I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. We've been here way too long. So anyway, <laughs> less complaining about that, Keenan, more about this. So what the hell are those arcs anyway? I figured nobody would know. So the Ozark Mountains are also known as the Ozark Plateau or the Ozark region. And it occupies primarily northern Arkansas and southern Missouri. And there's like a sprinkle of Oklahoma and then like the very tiny corner of Kansas. And some of these sources for this whole thing. Okay, some of the stuff I was reading, these people obviously didn't look at a map or uh, fact checked anything. So a lot of people are like, and Texas. No, this is northern Arkansas, Texas down here. So no. That actually makes me feel a little better, though, because the whole time you've been talking about Arkansas and then you're like, oh, in Oklahoma, I was like, I didn't think they were that close. Oh, I'm thinking Alabama. (laughs) Different, different A state, not uh, the other A state. (laughs) So like the very corner of Arkansas is Arkansas. So it's like Texas, Arkansas. But yeah, like Oklahoma, like Tulsa is connected to like Fayetteville. So like Walmart territory is very close to Oklahoma. But so that's kind of where the Ozarks are. And by the way, there's 1.2 million acres in the Ozark forest. So this is wow, a, a lot of trees. So a lot of places for things to hide. One star, too many trees. <laughs> too many trees. Don't like. And it's also very different from other mountain ranges in the United States, which I think is one of the cool parts about Arkansas. Generally, mountains are formed by what geologists call that folding and faulting. So you have that rock strata and the layers are bent and then folded and then changed by sections of the Earth's crust moving around and pushing against each other. And then they go boop, up. You can't see this because it's a podcast, but, you know, sound effects. <laughs> And then in Arkansas, the Washita's do that. The Ozarks were different. They are the result of erosion. So the rocks that formed the Ozarks were originally sand, silt, and the remains of marine animals that were laid down in the shallow sea because the ocean used to be up, you know, ocean front property. That big inland sea. Yeah. yeah. About the Paleozoic era. And that's like four, 502 million years ago. It's starting to Real. pile up real old. This is mostly from the archaeology site at University of Arkansas. And it says, quote, these deposits of sediment were put down in layers as the environment and sea level changed over time. Thus, layers of sand were deposited on top of layers of finer grainard silt. Grainard. Oh, my God. Grain. <laughs> I, w- I was, I was going to let it go. I was like, yeah, grainard. I know exactly what you're talking about. Grained silt and in some places the remains of calcium rich coral and then creatures so they create all these little layers in a seabed and as time progressed this layer cake of sediment became rock and the sand layers became sandstone the silt layers became shale and siltstone and then the shells and coral become limestone and the result is a mostly flat, slightly southward sloping area of interbedded limestone, sandstone, shale, shirt, and siltstone. So in the late Paleozoic era, the region experienced a broad geologic uplift. And so the elevation was raised and it became like this dome-shaped plateau. 
But then rivers start coming in and they start eroding through this and they create this really, really cool bluff strata is kind of how they said it. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the Buffalo River, but it's just beautiful bluffs. And that's the erosion over time. They're not really much a mountain range, even though they call it a mountain. It's a very old eroded plateau. Got there eventually. I just looked it up. Like the buffalo, not mountain. Yeah. (laughs) Buffalo. That is gorgeous. Wow. I mean, like, if someone needs, like, a reference, if they can't, like, think of it, the Grand Canyon, like, the canyon itself isn't eroded, that erosion that formed bluffs. Yes. So this is a good example. Oh, yeah. They're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, It's like a more lush Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah, like we have some bluffs here, but definitely not like this. Oh, yeah. No. So this is where we go floating saw. So this is the buffaloes. That's exactly really, the picture really. I was looking at. Excuse me <laughs> while I feel inadequate about all of my tubing experience. Yeah. So this is where I grew up. It's it's beautiful. So it's just really cool. These little bluff things. Okay. Where was I at? And also this creates a lot of bluff shelters. And then the dryness of these shelters made them really attractive for people in the region to live in early on. And people started living in this area over 10,000 years ago. So that's really, really cool. And because it's so dry, a lot of the artifacts survive those because they're not getting destroyed like a lot of other places. So that's really cool. Anywhere you go. I feel like you're calling us out, Gina. Yeah. Oh, you were just destroyed places? like other places. Other places. You yeah, know, where like, you get wet and snow all the shitty. fucking time. No, Arkansas gets a lot of shit, but like I grew up in a really cool place. So if you go hiking, you can go into these, you know, bluff shelters and you see rock art from like thousands That's of cool. years ago. It's just so cool. And you could, if you go to the Buffalo and you dig around, you'll find arrowheads. Like there's just like a lot of artifacts that are just everywhere. So that is so cool. Yes. So again, to say all these bluff shelters, there's a lot of places for, say, a cryptid to hide. You know, everybody's like, "Why haven't or we seen it?" Or serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The one my mom met as a child—that was the Ozarks. Yep. Your mom so, met a serial killer? Yeah. Uh, he worked with Grandpa, and my Grandpa would go on house calls and leave her and the kids yep. with him. Sorry. <laughs> Emily's face. I haven't yeah. heard that episode yet, apparently. Oh, yeah. His name is Mark Allen Smith. He murdered a lot of people when he was in the army. Oh. And then he murdered somebody in my hometown and like left her in her car. Like it was really, really bad. And then he got caught and now he's in prison. In Good. Fuck Illinois. him. Yeah. And he Ooh. wrote a book. Like called you, you could write him a letter saved. and be like, you used to babysit me. Yeah. Well, my mom said the FBI showed up and talked to my grandpa, but my grandpa never said what they said. So I was like, oh, I need to know, but I'll never know. That's creepy. Yeah. And then my dad grew up next to John Wayne Casey. So yeah. it's a good time. I don't know how I'm alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are. And you're telling us about Casey. No, I know. Yeah. My dad was on the corner lot of the John Wayne Gacy. So like just a few houses down, which they're selling that house now. I don't know who would want to live. I thought Not they the tore actual. it down. Well, the new house. They built a very lovely oh, okay. house on the lot. It's really pretty, but I don't want to live there. Yeah, it's not even the house itself. It's everything yeah. underneath. Like, mm-hmm. I, you can't dig deep enough to get rid of that. Mm-mm. That's that's a lot of bad energy. Uh-huh. And in addition to all these bluff shelters, the limestone, because of this formation, it has created a lot of true caves. It has some of the biggest cave systems in the country. Very, very pretty. So if you're ever in the Ozarks, go to Blanchard Springs. It's one of the coolest cave systems 
you'll ever get to go to. In some areas, you can even do like the spelunking tour where you get the little headlight and you crawl and they like lower you down on ropes. It's really fun. So that uh, might give me the same vibe as a submarine, though. Yeah. Yeah. I never did somewhere I should not be. And there's no way out. (laughs) Yeah. I've never done that one, but I've done the other tours. I took Zeke. It's really cool. And it's it's really big. And then I feel like an asshole sometimes we went to a cave in Colorado and I was like, oh, this is really small. And then I'm like, I'm a snob because everything like outdoorsy wise in Arkansas is so big because that's all we have. We're the natural state. That's all we got going for us is outdoorsy <laughs> shit. I'm kind of a snob now, I guess. I've uh, been spoiled with all my beautiful forests and rivers and lakes. And now we live in suburbia and I feel trapped. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. So both caves and shelters were used by the prehistoric Native Americans in the same ways. And again, I think a cryptid could hide in a cave and there's a lot of sisters running around. So I'm just making up my own like conspiracies here. The Ozarks were inhabited by a lot of indigenous peoples. The Paleo Indians were known as bluff dwellers early on, and they are believed to be here probably like 12 to 14,000 years ago. That's a long time. And then by the time Henry Rose Schoolcraft explored the, they called it Ozarks, which very French spelling of that region in 1818, the early inhabitants had either evolved into different tribes, but they were mostly the Osage in the north and the Quapaw in the south of the Ozarks. And Arkansas has three main tribes. So in the south, Cato. That's different with Texas because even just the small area I live is like 13 different tribes. It's really interesting. The Ozarks also were the hunting grounds for some of the nomadic tribes. And that's including like the Kickapoo, the Shawnee, and the Delaware. They were kind of hanging out around there too. And by the Ozark, Ozark, I don't, I can't speak French, but that just means uh, at the bend because it's at the bend of the Arkansas, Arkansas, oh my God, Arkansas River. So that's where Ozarks came from. And that's the first- okay. You know you're a podcaster when you cannot pronounce French words. Oh, French is so hard. That's where the linguistic butchery <laughs> sweatshirt came from. French. Yeah. French. And it's wild because when I do like Russian for some reason, I can get that out, but I can't get French. Yeah, I think it's because there's like a, a delicacy to it. But with Maybe. Russian, it's almost like the more enthusiastic you are about saying it. Like Ludmila Pavlichenko. Like, you know, yeah. you can, like really get into it. But with French, it's like, it's like there, there's a delicacy to it that I'm just not capable of achieving. Well, I tried taking French in college and it just does not mesh well with the hillbilly. Like it just, it does not work. I sound like an idiot. So <laughs> now we got the white people showing up. And so about 1705 were the first settlers in those are and they were mostly French at this point. And fun fact, the Arkansas Post was the first established thing in Arkansas. And that was 1686, which I think is really interesting. A lot of people don't think that people were in Arkansas that early, but they were. I didn't. Like, yeah. uh, uh, other than indigenous tribes, I didn't yeah. think. Yeah, as far as uh, yeah, the French. Far west yet. <laughs> yeah, the French were there. They're really into fur trading. There was a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of beaver pelts and shit they were hawking down there. Now we're going to fast forward to the 1800s and we got our dude Boone. I'm sure we've all heard of him. American yeah. pioneer and explorer. And at this point he's 80 years old and then he spots a creature and then he shoots it in the face. <laughs> Naturally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So there's a lot of different versions. Some of it is that he injured it. Somebody killed it and used it as a trophy. But regardless, the, First recorded story of someone spotting and killing the Ark. Ozark Howler is Daniel Boone himself, which I did not know. I And this is 
the Missouri side of the Arkansas. So maybe that's why I didn't know. We don't claim it and happen to us. But he wrote <laughs> his sister-in-law, who was in Kentucky at the time, about what happened. And the spelling is so, bear with me. Like, leave is L-E-E-V. Okay. Aww, so it says, quote, Daniel. <laughs> I leave you with alarming story of a black creature I found and wounded on Zooter Creek. Black and swarthy with horns on its scalp. Ignorant of its name, I am told of the sound it makes with a terrible, which is T-E-R-A-U-L, howling at night. Warnings of this for settlers should be passed along. Your humble servant. First of all, I do appreciate how he spelled everything phonetically. As someone who is constantly trying to pronounce words that I have no business trying to pronounce. I'm like, no, thank you for just literally spelling it out for me. But second of all, this thing has horns. Apparently. apparently. It's a panther with horns. (laughs) That howls. I hate it. And I do find it's interesting that some people claim that he just barely wounded it because he was supposed to have mad skills and like always shoot his target. So I find it kind of interesting that there's multiple stories, but it's all unclear. But whatever version this legend was born. So the Ozark Howler is said to be panther-like, but also bear-like in size. There's a lot of contradictions here. Just bear with me. Yeah. So so it's a... (laughs) Bear-like panther. Bear-like, cat-like something. And so Ozark howlers are said to be several times larger than a mountain lion, which are in Arkansas. Some people say they don't exist anymore, but recently people have actually been spotting them. So I think they're back, but it just depends on where you're looking. Game and fish are like, no, we don't have them, but people are taking photos. So whatever, game and fish. They say that they have black or gray colors, shaggy coats, red glowing eyes, a thick bod with real stout legs, and horns. Love a thick boy. <laughs> thick boy. Yes. And it's said to, you know, roam the remote forests of the Ozarks, which is like 1.2 million acres. So, I mean, that's a lot of forests to be roaming and supposedly nocturnal. So that might explain why people don't see it because it's black and at night, you know, whatever. And then the howl, as you might expect from its name, is very noticeable, very distinct. It's been described as a very deep and guttural sound, as well as high-pitched. So, uh, contradiction. How can you be both? I don't understand. It's Some people call it a unearthed scream or half-human. Some people say it's almost like the screams of a woman. Others yeah. have said it's more hyena-like or like an elk's bugle. So it's all over the map here. It's very hard to pinpoint actually what's happening. It's like the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park because to make their sounds, they're like, let's throw 80 different animals together and see what it sounds like. And now we have a T-Rex. It's like Mm -hmm. that where like someone's picking out the elk influence and then just a touch of hyena. And then the the production assistant in the background dropped her coffee and screamed and we just left it in. It was no big deal. No, it's perfect. <laughs> That's exactly how that went. <laughs> but of course, like the origin is very murky with a lot of crypt because of its description, signs, and like you're, it resembles a panther. And a lot of people are like, oh, maybe somebody had a panther as a pet and let it go, which who has a panther as a pet? That's my other argument. There is you. actually a very sad episode of Fatal Attractions where a, a woman did have a panther as a pet. <gasps> yeah oh. and it it tried to kill her and then had to be put down and i was like Aww. it should have killed you yeah i mean i was no. mad so I, violent <laughs> no fuck her because she bought, this, she bought this animal illegally 
And then it did what a wild animal does, and then the animal had to suffer. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> no that's sympathy. My thing with like people, like, because they'll just snap. They're wild animals. The people that put diapers on them and hold them like babies and yeah. then they eat their faces off. I'm like, it's a wild animal. Like, I don't, I don't trust. Them. You're like, you know, yes, the woman who a wild animal. You know, the woman who had a, a chimp for a pet and it like ripped her friend's face off and like tried to rip yeah. off her fingers. Yeah. So the woman who owned the chimp and escaped the situation unharmed, she's like, yeah, if, uh, if I had the chance, I would do it all again. I'm like, I don't think your friend would, bitch. Like, how can you say that? That's a terrible friend. <laughs> if not- you got your face ripped off, would you feel that way? <laughs> Okay, so I worked at PetSmart through college. That was my college job. And this lady brought in two little capuchin monkeys and they were like, I want to kiss you on the face. And I'm just like, no. it's going to eat my face off. I was very uncomfortable, but I had little They're onesies mean. on. Yeah, but he was like being real cute, but he always makes faces at me. And I'm like, get away from my face, get away from my face, get away from my face. It was not great. Did not enjoy no. one yeah, stuff. I would have been the same no. way. I've been like, Those no, things thank will you. rip your fingers off. They don't. Yeah. They like your fingers off. I'm like, yeah, no, they're super mean. Yeah, people brought weird shit in. Somebody brought a llama in one time. That was fun. What the fuck? <laughs> Arkansas man, I'm telling you. I'm like, I go at PetSmart, I see people with their dogs and maybe their cats. I've never seen anything outside of that though. That's oh, insane. Yeah. No, the worst is like goats because then they just poop on seriously. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, and there's also some people that think that, kind of like the Loch Ness Monster Theory, that maybe there was this, like, ancient creature that didn't go extinct. So there's a thing called a creodon, which is very cat-like, bear-like. And, it, I mean, if you look at a picture, it sounds like, minus the horns, not horns. But, I mean, that kind of sounds more believable to me if we're gonna if we're going to think about that silly thing, science, you know, that maybe there's some creature that made it or evolved and we just know where it's at because i'm sure like the ocean you know there's so many things we've never seen before that are you know coming out now with global warming yay so maybe there's some (laughs) things hiding in the forest in the caves that we haven't seen so hard to say and there's more evidence to suggest that this legend came across with people coming over from the united kingdom so the oldest families in the Ozarks were English, Irish, and Scottish, including my own. My family immigrated from England and Scotland, and most people in the Ozarks did because it reminded them of the Highlands, and a lot of them ended up there because it was so nice and reminded them of home. So I would imagine that this idea of this hellhound black dog of death, you know, that's what they're remembering from back home. They're seeing something, some creature. It just all fits. And they had this like very dark omen death vibe with it too. So it just checks out. And some people are like, oh, it's absolutely a Native American legend. But there's no real evidence, especially since Native Americans have been there for 12,000 years and this legend didn't pop up till 1810. No, I'm not going to fall for that one, Internet. (laughs) And yet you saw a panther. I'm just saying. (laughs) Honestly, your story is the most compelling evidence that this thing is definitely (laughs) out there. (laughs) Oh, yes. So another explanation is that it was created. This is what I think is real. So the legend might have been created as me deal with this unfamiliar land. So you have so many people coming over from Europe. They're scared because like 
the wilds of Arkansas are scary as shit. The Ozarks are very mountainous and all these bears and shit you've never seen before. And a lot of people think they just passed down this as a way to describe what they didn't understand, but also connect with the legends they had in Ireland, Scotland, and England. So that mesh of the two, I think that's probably what it was. They probably were seeing big cats and bears and maybe even elk, and they were just creating this story. That's what I would think. But like, there's some other weird... Okay, the internet's weird. This is a perfect (laughs) example of why you should never believe everything on the internet because i did this research and then on my drive home because i have a fucking terrible commute i was like i'm gonna listen to a couple of podcasts and stay said and they were all listing this stuff as credible evidence you guys stop it <laughs> like if you can't if only one person is saying nobody else and there's no books or anything so this one guy and i don't i don't know but it, one site is claiming that teddy roosevelt was like really intrigued by this thing because he met a dude that was a rough rider from Arkansas and he told him about those are Howler and he was like, oh my God, I love this thing. It sounds like a bully, quote, good beast that embodied the robust physical character of the growing nation and that we must protect it at all costs. And he had this like grand plan to protect those are Howler. I'm like, Teddy Roosevelt gave two shits about Arkansas. I can guarantee that. So also... <laughs> Same guy claims that in 1948, the Ozark Howler appeared in Marshfield, Missouri, and was attacking World War II veterans. Hmm. And then there was just devastation everywhere. So then President Truman decided he was going to come to the city to see what the Ozark Howler had done because he had heard what Teddy Roosevelt had told him about this creature. Think about the times here. (laughs) They do not match up. But he had heard, like, through the legends of President about this magical creature or whatever. It's in the Book of Secrets. It's in the Book of Secrets. chapter about the Ozark Howler. (laughs) Yes. So then this person also claims that the concoctinated order of the hoo-hoo made Uh. her, which is a real, it's a real organization. I know, but that's so funny. But they're claiming that their whole purpose was to protect people from the ozark howler and that it's connected with the presidents and these conspiracies but it's not because this organization the hoo-hoos <laughs> were, <laughs> were developed to quote embrace a simple doctrine of promoting goodwill among lumbermen so it has nothing to do with the howler but these people they keep going they keep going because they said that some people tried to distance themselves from their mythical roots and eventually the sawmen came out of the hoo-hoo to contain the ozark howler to the natural state to make sure that they cornered it in arkansas and didn't let it out to protect everybody else like this wild story is this one thing even hurting anyone if we don't no. even know it's real is there reports of i don't know my cousin got picked off by the ozark howler i don't know what to tell you it's like, are you sure you didn't murder your cousin and you're blaming a cryptid? Like, are we no, sure that's not what's happening here? Kina just said, come out of the who's and no one but me was laughing. Because... <laughs> I was also laughing. <laughs> it's like, you're like, back there's up. Just, there's just going to be a snippet of Kina talking about coming out of... <laughs> You know how to, like, make people take your secret Knights of the Round Table of Cryptids organization seriously? Call yourself the Hoos. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Who? (laughs) Yeah. So I tried to validate what I was saying, but it's one website, and it's like OzarkHowler.net. 
but they're the only one they're kind of like trying to make fetch happen like they keep on <laughs> keep on posting things and there was a lot of podcasts that were quoting them but there's no nothing and truman did go to that area missouri but i think it was because there was a major storm and they were checking out the damage from that i cannot find any damage from a cat-like creature so gretchen stop trying to make ozark howler happen <laughs> God. and then in like 2005 to 2010 the howler was spotted several times so a family living in van buren arkansas they said they saw it in their trail cams but most people think it was a cougar but again game of fish is like we don't have cougars no more but there's been so many cougar spottings in the last 10 20 years well, that's I, I think thing, like a mountain lion is more oh, like, yeah. believable than a panther absolutely and honestly they... th this whole thing fell apart for me when you said that teddy roosevelt was like we have to protect it i'm like no he would go and shoot that thing in the yeah, face like yes. don't get me wrong he loved nature but he hunted a lot of these animals and then they would be put up in museums he loved shooting animals and you're telling me this is the one thing where he's like nah that's why we have yeah. the teddy bear because the idea of him not shooting a bear was like <laughs> damn well yeah i just i can't imagine that the rough riders with teddy roosevelt are sitting around yeah. like yeah we got to protect this thing it's like a symbol of america yeah. everyone like, hold hands that bald eagle <laughs> hands across america for the ozark howler <laughs> Yeah, not very believable. Which, by the way, the Rough Riders were recruited at the Manger Hotel here in San Antonio. We can go have a whiskey there when you come visit oh, me. Yes. You had me at whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so again, the wildlife officials maintain that Arkansas does not have a breeding population of cougars left. But I, I think that they're finally starting to cave because there's been too many spottings. And again, like I remember as a kid hearing the scream of a a mountain lion and then my parents being like it's mountain lion don't go outside like you can hear them because they scream like it's a very distinct sound i think if you're yeah. hearing all these weird creatures in arkansas because we had cougars and bears and all kinds of shit so i'm i'm sure everything making noises that can make sense so in 2015 an arkansas television station 4029 news reported that somebody had sent them a photograph and was like we finally got it guys we got the howler and they claimed that they spotted at a devil's den which is a real place in arkansas Let me get okay so here it is <laughs> they claim this photo is it, it looked so ridiculously photoshopped to me. And the guy was like, hey, we totally didn't Photoshop this, which is what you would say if you Photoshopped it. So <laughs> I don't believe that this Honestly, is real. It looks like either it's Photoshopped, which it does look Photoshopped, or two, they like put like an antler headband on a dog. Yeah, it's definitely a dog. Like there's no, yeah. there's like it's a mutt. It looks like a mutt. And it's so blurry. It's like that Mitch Hedgeberg stand up where he's like, the problem with Bigfoot is that he is blurry. And I think that's more terrifying <laughs> that somewhere out there is an out of focus monster roaming the countryside. So I'm like, this dog's super blurry. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't, I don't buy it. So, it's funny because when I Googled the Ozark Howler, those were the first photos that showed up of this. I was like, okay, I'm going to skip past the clearly fake ones and go to the <laughs> illustration. <laughs> So I can't believe this. I thought that was like, oh, someone's bad Photoshop job on their shitty website. I can't believe yeah, this was of. like uh, reported on the news. Yeah. And apparently the game of fish were like, you guys, <laughs> like, this is not, not You're like real. guys, it's clearly. 
And then a yeah. biologist news article said that uh, this is one of those tales that ranks up there with Bigfoot. I'm like, um, sir, Arkansas has one of those too. So like, let's not, <laughs> let's not get too hasty. I'm more likely to believe in Bigfoot like, than that. There's an illustration that it's, it, it's a bear with like ram horns. Yeah. Well, I mean, also with the Ozarks, I, back before, like, there was people, but, like, my grandpa said that one of the neighbors was driving down a dirt road one time and looked over and saw this ape-like man running with, at speed as a car reaching for his door. And then by the time he got to my, like, my mom's house, he was panicked, like, freaking the fuck out so they believed him because they were like why he couldn't have faked that because he was like hyperventilating be like oh my god this thing but i mean but once people and societies and stuff makes sense you don't see him anymore but it's more terrifying for me to think that there's a person wandering around dressed like a monster grabbing at people's doors yeah i'm like i kind of hope it's a cryptid because i don't want to imagine there's a human being out there doing that (laughs) Yeah. So I did find this very surprising. A lot of cryptozoologists and biologists all agree that these sightings are misidentifications or the biggest stretch would be it's some kind of unidentified subspecies of a mountain lion that has evolved over time. So I think it's interesting because a lot of time with cryptids are like, no, this is totally real. But even even the cryptid researchers are like, no, I think I don't think it's real. And it's also been noted that there's people that are using multiple aliases to spread wild stories and yeah like most of the stuff that i read it was just one person be like we're gonna make this happen we're gonna make this real and yeah and there we should make up a cryptid we should see how far we can it would be like a yeah social experiment heck yeah and the (laughs) sci-fi channel did the haunted highway episode in 2012 and they investigated and took thermal Im- images and plaster casts of footprints and the thermals ended up being raccoons and the little feet were cougars so womp womp again <laughs> anyway all this to say god damn it i started this research thinking that maybe i saw a howler not a panther but it was probably a cougar so i was wrong <laughs> and wrong i mean cougars oh, aren't god. generally black oh. it was dark too and i was dumb so you know, there's no telling. <laughs> it was like right after prom. There's, but yeah, I'm not the most. It's an interesting little thing. I mean, I would just imagine it's probably a cougar because cougars do scream. I do mean, they? Well, yeah. and when you were when you were describing the way cougar sounded, it sounds a lot like the way the howler's supposed to sound. Mm-hmm. It's like it's screaming, but it's guttural because like mm-hmm. cougars can growl, they can scream, they I... they make a whole host of sounds. I wonder if I can share a sound. The beauty of the internet. Uh, Cougar scream sound. (laughs) It's just uh, Courtney Cox from Cougar Town Swing. (laughs) (laughs) Says Cougar sound. Most terrifying scream. Okay, let's see how this works. We'll experience this together. And if it doesn't work, we can all be disappointed together. Cougar. Did you hear it? I did. Oh, I hate it. (laughs) Have you never heard that before, Emily? I like some of it sounds kind of familiar, like the the cat rawr sound in movies. But there are parts of it where the sound is undulating, where I'm just like, oh no, yeah, I hate it does kind of sound like a woman being attacked sometimes, like because it's like that's guttural. Yeah, it is. It's creepy. Like some, yeah, yeah like there are parts of it that sound like, like a, a human. Yeah. So that yeah, it. that would make more. But I mean, I can also, understand what people being startled, being like, oh, we're not supposed to have cougars. What is that? It must be a monster. Yeah. Also, I am having the appropriate biological reaction hearing that sound and just being like, no. <laughs> no Emily, Emily means she pissed her pants. That's what happened. <laughs> 
Hey, who's not getting eaten by a cougar though? This bitch. <laughs> yeah. But that's the downside when you live in a place like the Ozarks. You hear shit. Well, like that's that. why you move. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> yeah, because I remember hearing that. And then there was a time where I went outside and I was gonna get the chicken eggs. And then I saw a bear trying to get my chickens, and I was like, never mind, had to run in the house real quick. <laughs> Sorry, chickens. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, what do you got for me? Oh, is it much more birthday related? Yeah. So when we found out it was going to be your birthday, we decided to assemble a very special bitchin' bullet list of happy AF birthday facts. Yay! So Kelly, if you want to get us started, my purple queen. Sure. So, number one, the earliest written record of a birthday is 3,000. The first reference of a birthday can be found in the Bible. It references the birthday of a pharaoh, though it's likely the day he was crowned pharaoh and not the day he exploded from his body. (laughs) But this is because when you are crowned as a pharaoh, it's seen as being reborn as a god. That checks. and this could be like a much common better thing than like royalty. Out of your- yeah, like you are now a god instead of just some dude, and this is your you, this is your birth. And they did that for different royalty, different cultures. All right, number two, children's birthday parties did not become a thing in the United States until the mid nineteenth century. So this is like the mid eighteen hundred. That makes sense. In Capitalism. the past birthday, yep. yeah. Well, also, it's it's actually it's a weird combination of industrialization and seeing children as people. Oh, that's yeah. very true. So, in the past, the birthday celebrations were often reserved for royalty, like the pharaohs. But in the mid nineteenth century, that began to change. Kids were being valued more as family members rather than as workers. Because it used to be like, I need to pop out a kid because one, there's no birth control. And two, I need you to start bringing in the bank. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you're walking. Go to the factory. Or now. go to the field. Like even yeah. before go to the field. You just had as many kids as you could because you were in a farm and you needed all the help you could get. Well, yeah. that's true. And the mortality rate, too. You just had as many as you could because you knew yep. you were going to lose so many. There was also a greater awareness of the passage of time as clocks were becoming more common in households because they used to be super inaccurate. And then especially with like rural agricultural communities, it's like your eyes with the sun, you go down with the sun, like you're kind of governed more by nature. But then clocks became more accurate with industrialization. People are like going to work at the same time every day, that kind of thing. And so people are like, oh, my God, the marching hands of time, <laughs> mortality. Well, and I mean, seasons, you'd be told by what crops you plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these two things combined contribute to birthday celebrations, especially for children taking off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now we can blame clocks for why I have to wake up at like four in the morning to get to work. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I want to go to work when the sun is up. So. Number three is birthdays could make you more vulnerable spelled. So according to pagan tradition, personal spirits appear on your birthday, strengthen your connection to the spirit world, which means that makes you more susceptible to both good and evil spells on your birthday. Oh, oh no. (laughs) It's okay. We're not, we're not talking about this on your birthday, Kina. That's true. It's true. It's the day after. (laughs) It's all worn off now. How was your birthday, Kina? What'd you do? I worked. And then I came home and had a cupcake and it was, yay, cupcakes. Uh, yeah. There's no rest for me, I think, because Pearl being today, too much yeah. work to do yesterday. 
You can do something fun like this weekend. Yeah. Zeke said he's planning a Kina day for me. So I'm excited. But yeah, my staff, they got me a card and saying happy birthday to me. So I thought that was like, oh, they must like me because I would have never done this for a boss I hated. So yeah, that's true. I hate you. You're just like, "Mm, nah. Yeah. I'm like, I never told any of my shitty bosses even happy birthday. (laughs) Like even if I knew, just be like, like, I must be doing something right. Where did we leave off? (laughs) Number four. Okay. Artemis gave us candles. Ever wonder why we put candles on a birthday cake? It was a great tradition. I I know you have. This is the burning question that none of our teachers could answer, but I'm here. (laughs) I'm here for you. It was a Greek tradition to celebrate the moon goddess Artemis by offering her moon-shaped honey cakes adorned with candles. The smoke, doesn't it? The smoke from the candles would carry messages to the gods. And also there's a light and darkness, the moon and night. There's a whole symbolism element there. And then Germans also had this birthday tradition when celebrating Kinderfest or kid party, I'm assuming. They would place one candle on a cake or pie or other sweet treat for each year of life before the child would blow them out. And so it's like you blow out your candles to make a wish. Well, that wish is like going up to the gods. So Ooh. be very careful about your birthday wishes. Don't mess with that stuff. So instead of blowing out candles and however many you have left are how many boyfriends or girlfriends you have, it's really that's <laughs> how long you've been alive. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Although when you get real old, I will say that we tried to like when my now brother-in-law, he wasn't my brother-in-law at the time, when we tried to put like, 21 birthday candles on his cake, we just lit the whole thing on fire. It was real bad. <laughs> bad don't put that many candles on a cake buy the ones that are little numbers yeah all right number six no number five sorry (laughs) so birthdays were originally seen as unchristian not shocking i'm so early christians saw birthday celebrations as (laughs) anti-jesus because of their pagan origins so in, in medieval time christians instead celebrated their saints day Unless you were well off, then you could celebrate your own birthday as well, you know, because people are like, eh, fuck things being anti-Christian. I'm too to care. Um, I'm too, I'm too fancy and powerful. Right? Yeah. That being said, there is nothing in the Bible that forbids celebrating your birthday, but there are still individuals and certain Christian sects that are against celebrating your own birthday. Isn't that like Mormons? No, Jehovah's uh, Witnesses don't celebrate their birthdays. Some of them don't necessarily view it as un- well, they view it as unchristian, but they view it as not like pagan nowadays, but it's more like, oh, it's selfish. You shouldn't be celebrating yourself. You should be out helping other people. You know what? God put a lot of work into crafting this. I think he deserves for me to be celebrated. Yes. And why, why do Jehovah's Witnesses stalk now? They put handwritten letters in my mailbox with, that means they have to be looking at my mail to get our names. And I, so, so creepy. They put one in my mailbox the other day that literally said, while we can't go door to door, we still want to let you know about our book. And I'm like, no, you're creeping me out. Yeah, it was like with the pandemic, we want to connect with you, but we, we yeah, can't do it in person anymore. I'm like, yeah. The one thing I liked about the pandemic is that you couldn't connect with me. Yeah. Well, no, now they're stalking us for our addresses and our names. It's fun. Yay. <laughs> No, like there was one time when I was a kid growing up and we live, my parents live on a lake and we're on a corner on a dead end. But this one time 
They went to our, like, what I consider our front door, but everybody else says the back. But it's the door everyone goes in, so it's the front door. <laughs> and then the Jehovah Witnesses, like, rang the bell and knocked, and it was just, like, me and my siblings home. And I'm the youngest, and so, like, of course, we didn't answer. We're like, screw that. <laughs> then they walked around our house, walked up our deck, and started knocking on the glass deck door. That is so and Gary. so of course they can like, like see we're in there and we're just like uh i just one time downstairs. when i was, I was like, no, like I'm still not answering the door i don't care if you when i was a kid we had an alligator and one time they knocked on the door and my dad just opened the door and that alligator hissed at him and they never came back man so... i'm gonna get myself an alligator you had an alligator okay listen i don't know how i have all my fingers and toes because i was a baby when we had arnie and he would just run around horrible <laughs> <laughs> name yeah 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 and he just hiss and then he would like hang out with the bulldog i have a picture of him and the bulldog just on the front porch but yeah i'll send you guys a picture of arnie when i find it and then he died and my dad stuffed him and put him on tv so he was there forever it was a whole thing you don't want to be under you Tari. i <laughs> need i need you to have Is arnie, arnie still on a shelf family? behind you every time we record okay so <laughs> it's gonna get sad well my dad died and when he died uh he had had it set up to have the bank take care of everything so they had a giant auction and oh. they sold him at part of his property auction or something which i think is illegal you're not supposed to sell alligators but i don't know somebody out there in the world bought a stuffed I mean, alligator it's dead so yeah. it might yeah. be okay yeah it was it was it was a weird thing but yeah somebody's got them i don't know who does but somebody bought them in mountain home arkansas so if you're that person oh. let me know how arnie's <laughs> yeah my dad was very weird <laughs> i'm loving this yeah. well he named him arnie after arnold schwarzenegger which i too am named after that because he named me after conan the barbarian because keenan oh literally God. means conan so that's right that's right yeah. full circle <laughs> all roads lead to conan in my life <laughs> so number six is birthday bodily harm oh so American listeners are probably familiar with the idea of birthday spankings and even pinching, like in a pinch to grow an inch. But many different cultures have their own version of birthday bodily harm traditions. In Ireland, you get flipped upside down and your head like bumped against the ground. Oh, no. Kind of like a light jackhammer thing or hard, depending on how much that person hates you. It really... Um, that sounds plus, terrifying. Plus one for good luck. So, Kino, you... I, you said you're turning how old? 37. So you, you don't would have get 38. That, Emily. That's a lot. That's you know what, though? Because Kina's a barbarian and she's a bad bitch who don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm also a very large person. I am six feet. There's a lot of me. I can't imagine anybody <laughs> wanting how exhausting it would be trying to lift me up 38 times. The hardest part is finding someone tall enough just to like flip Keen upside down. <laughs> it's true. With some upper body strength because you're going to be there a while. <laughs> like and then in Russia, Brazil, Italy, and Argentina... Ear pulling is the preferred way to harass someone celebrating their birthday. And you pull the ear for each year of life. No, and it's a way of my ears. <laughs> and it's a way of saying, I hope you grow old enough to for your ears to reach the ground, which I'm like, is that a thing that your ears get long when you I'm, I know I've heard of my boobs sagging, but do your ears hang low? Did wobble to and fro? <laughs> hey, that was a song. Yeah, it was. And then finally, we're going to stop off with Canadians who are yeah. too polite to beat you, but they will smear butter on your nose because it's supposed to ward off 
bad Aww. luck. So that's, precious. Like, that's your shield. <laughs> it's not as sexy as like a circle of salt, but it gets the job done. Yeah, that's precious. Yeah, I'm glad I'm old enough now that nobody tries to spank me. Good God. That's such a weird thing. Why? Why? <laughs> No, thank you. I don't like to be touched. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, <laughs> just, no. Yeah. Mm. All right. So number seven, dirty 30 in Germany. So in Germany, if a single man turns 30, it's traditional for him to go and the steps of a local church. This helps them show off how good they are at cleaning to attract a mate. Because <laughs> clearly like, they have nothing else. Marry me. That's amazing. Because <laughs> they must have nothing else. If you're single and 30, if you're unmarried, like, what are you even doing? <laughs> <sighs> Phew. Zeke and I got married at 30. Yeah. <laughs> My husband was 29 when we got married because he didn't want to be in a different decade than I was. <laughs> Because I'm six years younger than him, so I was 23. Uh, oh. So number eight, what the actual fuck Switzerland? <laughs> <laughs> so Switzerland ha has taken the birthday clown. And they've taken that concept and they were like, but what if it was purposely terrifying instead of just like accidentally traumatic? Oh, no. So Swiss parents will hire an evil clown <gasps> to attend their children's birthday parties and the clown will stalk the birthday child before <laughs> pieing them in the face and pieing them supposed to be good luck. And I'm like, the fact the clown didn't murder you oh, is the trauma. Good luck. That's <laughs> super creepy. Wow. I have to say though, I respect it because like people get birthday clowns. They're like, no, it's fun. It's like, you know, it's not though. You know, that's fucked up. At least Switzerland is owning it. They're like, no, that's we know it's true. fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, they are rolling. Yeah, Respect. like, we know what we're doing. <laughs> we're not hiding this shit. That's funny. All right, Franklin Roosevelt had a toga party. Yeah. To celebrate his 52nd birthday, then, so this is why he was in office, because he was president at the time, Franklin Roosevelt threw a toga party where he dressed up to be Julius Caesar. Eleanor dressed up as the Oracle of Delphi, and all of the guests wore togas and golden laurels. And then, of so course, somebody, somebody showed up as Brutus, and they were like, nah, get the fuck out. I was about to say, like, that didn't end well. <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs> like... So I love all those toga frat parties instead of being like beer swilling bullshit. It's like, no, this is actually a historical reenactment of, you know, a bur of presidential birthday celebration. It's very cultural. Right. <laughs> and you know, FDR got drunk AF. Yeah. He had a lot of reasons too. <laughs> so we're going to round this off with number 10, the happy birthday song, TM, 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 TM. <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> I'll get into that. So in 1893, a kindergarten teacher named Mildred Hill composed a song to greet her class called Good Morning to All, along with her sister, Patty. Mildred composed the tune. Na, 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 na. This is for educational purposes. And then Patty wrote the lyrics. Good morning to all. You cannot sue me. <laughs> and apparently this song slapped so hard that the kids in her class actually started replacing the words with happy birthday at like birthday celebrations. I don't know if that part's entirely true because I'm like, do kids give a shit? Like what? <laughs> anyway, creative. Yeah. yeah. The original song, Good Morning to All, was published in a variety of books with other songs for teachers to sing, like Here's How Not to Die, Ring Around the Rosies About the Plague, all that good stuff. 
And then in 1912, the song Happy Birthday to You was published to the tune of Good Morning to All, but we don't know who wrote the lyrics. Maybe it was those kids. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> One of those kids should be a lot more rich than they were. But yeah. it gained popularity throughout the 1930s. Ba -ba -ba. Despite this, uh, Mildred got no credit for the melody. Aww. It just... Oh, that always sucks. Until... Until 1935, when Mildred and her sister sue, they're like, um, excuse us, <laughs> this is our melody. And after a series of court cases that were all settled out of court, they were aw awarded copyright rights or whatever. So like a company owned the copyright, but they had to split the profits with the Hill family, 50-50. So they, they got money for it. Uh, so the sisters were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1996, posthumously, of course. Mm -hmm. And despite the song's popularity, it wasn't commonly used for commercial purposes because it was copyrighted material. Right. That's why restaurants all have their own like Virgin. iteration of a happy birthday song. Oh. Hey, it's your birthday. You can't sue us. Hey. <laughs> it was estimated that the licensing fees for the songs use earned the copyright holder two million dollars a year wow good god that's a lot of it, money. that's insane it, i suppose yeah. like a lot of people want to use it so they're they pay if you have the money too you know well, i wonder maybe it wasn't that expensive like if you want to get anything disney it's ridiculously expensive but maybe happy birthday while they charged money for it maybe it wasn't super bad yeah, yeah and i don't know how much it was per use or whatever it wasn't until dollars. September of 2015 that a federal judge determined that the copyright for Happy Birthday to You was no longer valid because it had oh. been like 100 goddamn years, yeah. <laughs> ushered it into the public domain. Warner Music Group had to, who had acquired the copyright because they bought the company that had it and, I don't know, business bullshit. They had to pay $14 million to settle claims to, quote, thousands of people and entities who had paid licensing fees to use the song since 1949 wow and i think as a very special celebration for kina and also the fact that this song is no longer copywritten i think we should all sing kina happy birthday <laughs> and by all you mean me and you hey people in the chat start typing okay <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Me. Happy birthday to you. That's me. Happy birthday, dear Kina. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Thank you. Feel free to cut that if you're afraid of getting sued because even I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. Warner's gonna come after me. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll take this. <laughs> we'll yeah. Oh man, thank you guys so much. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we I, thought that'd be a fun and on point way to celebrate your lovely birthday and the was. magical life that is Kina, who had uh, a pet alligator. I and did. saw a cryptid. I did have a pet alligator. I will send you guys a picture. Yeah, I would like to see that. <laughs> I just love that it like hung out with your bulldog. I know it's wild. I what is my life? I don't know. My dad was so weird. I can't. I can't stress that enough. How weird my dad was. I mean, but. now we know where you got it from. Oh yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, my sister's super weird too. So. It's <laughs>
It's a family trait. Hawk and Berry's rolled deep in the weirdness. <laughs> Which is funny. So thank you guys so much for coming. You guys are so much fun. And I love yeah. every time you're here. Thank you for having, having us. Yeah, well, you'll have to come back on our show. <gasps> oh, tell me when. Keena will have to come on our show, period. She's never been on. Oh, yeah, it's true. I haven't. We're really bad about having people on our show. It has nothing to do with if we like you or not. It's just we <laughs> can barely keep our shit together, let alone incorporate others into it. It's fine. Just give me a topic. I will. I mean, Done. Do women. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have so many favorites. Yes. Done. Just give we'll, me a time. We'll plan that. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you.